In a podcasting world filled with true crimes, insane interview podcasts, and gross celeb news stories, Bryce and Ren, that's us, try to do the impossible. Create a podcast that'll help you survive your commute or workday. Hello and Merry Christmas to all you who's out there living on a snowflake. Uh, welcome to Brace and Ren and the Grinch Steal Christmas Part 2. Uh, welcome, uh, all you both snanglers and faux shanglers. Uh, my name is Brace Henderson. I am one of the co-hosts of this podcast. Uh, with me as always to, uh, I, always, I don't even know, uh, is one Ren. Ren, how's it going? Uh, today I'm Ren 2000. I'm a Grinch 2000. Yes, so there's Godzilla 2000 and Ren 2000 and Grinch 2000. Uh, which who would win in a fight? Between the 2000 of us? The Well, uh, the three 2000. Yeah, Ren 2000, I, Grinch 2000, or Godzilla 2000. I'm going to give it to Godzilla 2000. Yeah, I, I believe Godzilla 2000 has like babies, right? That's And that can be like... 2,000 individual babies. It's a lot of babies. As far as I know, the Grinch can't reproduce. What about, okay, who would win in a fight? Uh, 2,000 <laughs> Ren-sized Godzillas or versus 2,000 Godzilla-sized Rens? <laughs> Ren-sized Godzilla, Godzilla-sized Rens? Yeah. I, I think I can take them. <laughs> you think so? I think so. Yeah, it's kind of like swatting at a bunch of flies. <laughs> I think I got this. Yeah, they, they're sharp, though. Yeah, I'll wear uh, boots, big boots. Okay, just wear some steel boots and kick them. Like Mario. Um, I saw a great Onion article today. Did you see that one? Uh, are you Did you mention that? Because the Grinch eats an onion in the movie. Oh, yeah, let's talk Grinch. So, um... <laughs> Ren, Grinch 2000, big fan, uh, personally. I believe that it is 85% nostalgia for me. <laughs> but also, in re-watching it tonight, I thought to myself, I wish I had never seen this as a kid so I could watch it fresh as an adult. Um, and just think it's the funniest. I, I, I believe that I would find it to be the funniest movie I've ever seen. I, I disagree. <laughs> so Ren, yeah, I, I have so I have no nostalgia for this film. Mm-hmm. I don't even like remember really watching it as a kid. I did, mm-hmm. I definitely did because I, I remember like, I do remember like Grinch, his face, you know, Grinching around the baby Grinch, that, yeah. all, all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. And I did watch it when I was really young, but it's not a movie I had you know any real fondness for. Never really sought out again. Okay, uh, watching it now, I would say that the humor is more. Uh, when it's funny, it makes me smile. It doesn't really make me laugh. Okay. I find Jim Carrey more... I find Jim Carrey's lines and improv very annoying. Ah, uh, okay. Really irritating. Mm-hmm. I think, I think like, the physicality he brings to the role is amazing. Mm-hmm. And when, like, they get to, like, adapting the TV special, he, like, yeah. he nails it. Yep. And his commitment is great. He has a clear passion for it. And I believe... I find the humor very, like, 
lowbrow, and it does not resonate with me in any capacity. I believe that we're also, so in discussing this, we need to keep in mind that we're discussing Oscar-nominated Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas 2000. For makeup, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a makeup. Uh, it's well-deserved. The yeah. I, I actually, I was actively thinking throughout the movie how amazing, like, the makeup and set stuff was. So I think that that, that plays so much into part of why I like this movie so much is because if I was watching Jim Carrey in green face paint run around the whole time, I would be pretty upset. But I never watch this movie and think that's Jim Carrey. Like that's Man on the Moon Jim Carrey or that's like Liar Liar Jim Carrey, Bruce Almighty Jim Carrey. Like I think that is the Grinch. Uh, I am 100% bought in to this is who the Grinch is. I think it's it's a very interesting interpretation of like the tv special i think it's interesting how kind of cynical it is yeah it, it flips the script a lot like it yeah. really vilifies the who's and lean and like paints them as a very commercialist people who don't understand christmas on um, like a fundamental level or no beyond a commercial level I would say, it, so, like, flip the scripts, I think, implies that it makes it seem like the Grinch is the good guy and the Who's are the bad people. I think, uh, I don't think it portrays the Grinch in necessarily a positive light either. Well, I, I, I w- I'm not saying, like, the Grinch is being, I think he's definitely portrayed more positively than in the special, but also, yeah. my point is more that the Who's at all are being portrayed negatively. Like, <laughs> they kind of, like, deserve it. Yeah. They kind of bring it upon themselves by yeah. the end. It's mm-hmm. hard. It's hard for me to really sympathize when the Grinch is robbing them all blind after they uh, pranked him with the little razor. Well, so did they do it, or did the mayor do it? They laughed. They all laughed. Yeah, they did. I mean, no one said anything. I don't care. I don't. You know, they uh, they were compl- It's like bullying. You know, if you if you don't say something, it's bullying. You see someone being bullied and you didn't stop it, you're a bully. Now okay. I'm gonna bully you. It's the bystander effect. Bryce and I are coming for you. It's the or the bully bullies. <laughs> it's the it's the bystander effect. That's what yeah. you're you're referring to. Yeah. So the who's are all bystanders in the Grinch's uh, or in the mayor's plot against the Grinch. It's like in the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Yeah. When Quasimodo gets uh, pinned down with all the ropes and they tomato him. Yes. Just like that. It's a good movie. <laughs> I would say uh, not as good as the Grinch 2000, but it has its merits. I personally oh. prefer the Hunchback. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm definitely kidding. <laughs> Dragon Ocean Dom is, I, I think, one of the most underrated Disney oh, films. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, Red, let's talk about the humor that you loved oh so much. And <laughs> before, so before we start to talk about it, though, I want to make sure that you're sitting down, preferably in the chair of cheer, um, to. <laughs> to lighten your mood a little bit it's it's too much at once what are you like too much as in oh, like, that, I'm, I'm quoting the Grinch when he gets overwhelmed yeah so d- did you feel like uh, upon watching the movie you were you could feel how the Grinch was feeling as he was uh, serving in the role of the fudge judge I like, like that for that scene they let Jim Carrey have his real teeth <laughs> This is generous of them, right? Um, Red, like, I don't even know 
where to start like l- let me just talk through some things that i love and then you can yeah, tear tell, them down tell me what about this movie we can go from there okay help me understand okay so uh you, we already talked about the makeup but like even the character design of the who's from the teen who's that look like uh like pop stars but with who uh like face Snout. parts snouts the sizes the various sizes the uh like some have a long beard some are short some are tall uh there's just a lot of different who's here and i like the variety that we get uh and kind of the ecosystem that's formed we have martha uh may Huvier, who is like uh like the i don't i don't know the hot who yeah the hot who the like playboy uh like Grincha face clamped into her boobs during the movie. Yeah, yeah, he does do that. Um, I, I, my note there was. What'd you say? I, your favorite film. Okay, okay. So I want to. I am not a defender <laughs> of the Grinch's behavior towards Martha May Houbier. <laughs> <laughs> In his defense, he didn't do it on purpose. All right. Yeah. <laughs> But like the well, heat is many fingers at the Grinch. Yeah, yeah. He just happened to come out of the trash, the trash hole in the ground, <laughs> uh, and go flying and bounce off a giant bouncy target. Anyone could have been. It could have happened to anyone. Anywho. Yes. Um. Anywho, exactly right. Uh. So like, I like the character design a lot. Um. The there's like this movie is three parts. Okay. Um. There's the we'll get like three three and a half but like three parts essentially there's um the opening grinch shenanigans in town slash the grinch arriving home like i see that all as like one bit where like the grinch just terrorizes the town in the beginning does his little schemes first meets cindy lou who all of that is like kind of one bit and then there's the second bit which is everything to do with uh the grinch's backstory right yeah um that's kind of like uh when i think about bits i think that's more like the half bit because it's just like we're getting some like grinch lore uh it's not super long but it's like 20 it's like 10 minutes like 15 minutes of of solid like grinch backstory and then the second full segment is everything to do with uh the chair cheer and (laughs) the hubilation and then lastly is the tv special um i would say of those parts uh Hubilation is brilliant from start to finish the <laughs> opening shenanigans uh have their merit uh grinch lore backstory could do without there's a few a few funny things in there but could do without it and then the tv special is uh a really fun recreation of what we saw essentially last week there isn't a much there isn't a lot that's creatively or creatively 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 there isn't a lot create a creative oh my gosh Ren, i'm struggling there's a lot creatively uh, changed with this um but it's more of just like a live action recreation i of really it. like that they play that section of the movie straight yeah because it's built up to like they they have like a good like hour of original content mm-hmm. so it makes it it doesn't feel derivative and lazy when you we get to like that point in the movie and it's a pretty 
not like one to one to the special because they they do add stuff. Yeah, it's pretty pretty similar though. Yeah, it's similar. Pretty close. Um. Yeah, I mean in the opening, so like the opening bit where he's doing his shenanigans on the town, we see him hand a uh, handsaw to a couple of children. Ren, come on. What? What? It's Am funny. I to laugh out loud at that? It's, it's, it's pretty smile. good. You know, it's, it's a smile, you know? It's funny. Yeah, it's pretty good. He does that. Um, the He's giving out jury duty and pink slips and chain letters and eviction notices to different citizens and who. Uh, Maybe the reason that I'm not... Mm-hmm. That, like, the humor isn't gelling with me as much yeah is because of like the dr susian disconnect I oh think for sure i think it's too much for me to like like with something like cat in the hat it's not too much no i can like i can i can enjoy that movie's <laughs> insane sense of humor but yeah. like with the grinch and this is the thought i was having watching the film yeah i feel like it's trying to be like this super hilarious movie but it's also not like a pure comedy. And it's also trying to be this like sincere Christmas film with a heartfelt message. Mm-hmm. But it's also not a purely sincere Christmas movie. It has yeah. like that ironic layer over it. Like we have like Jim Carrey's like ad libs, like during the Grinch's big like character development moments are like meant to be a play of like, oh, why am I doing this? Like kind of, you know, it- it's a joke. It- and for the time, you know, 2000, it's not, really- mm-hmm. it's not a style of humor that was overdone yet but it is something that kind of cheapens like pathos which is something the original grinch does have on yeah. being you know just so classic in nature it's and for, for me i just i can't get over just how jarring of a change it is it, it, it's obviously that's ron howard's intent yeah that it's it's intentional it's not it's... like he made he incompetently made this this is not your grandmother's grinch this Pretty is much. yeah. This is not how the uh, the doctor intended it. Um, never in the book. Like in the book, you don't remember when the, the classic Doctor Seuss character, the Grinch, hands a handsaw to some children. Uh, you don't remember that, Red? Or when he puts his head between two giant monkey symbols? <laughs> yeah, you don't remember that either. Oh, okay, so you actually remind me of some of one part of the movie that I thought was really funny. Yes, what is that? Being force fed, and the one guy says, This, this is, this is not, yeah, this is not pudding. <laughs> and just jams it into his mouth. That part was funny. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's like, um, I think that the style of humor is very much so, uh, Jim, like, let's let Jim Carrey run loose in this world, let's pretty much give him no limits, and uh. Let's see what happens. I think one could argue that there's uh, hit or miss comedy here. Um, Perhaps more misses than hits uh, if you don't have any nostalgia for it. But I think, like, there's some hits. Like, uh, I really also love... uh, So the the whole segment of him arriving home for the first time, where we're kind of seeing his lair. Uh, everything from like he steps behind the silhouette and it looks like he's like transforming and he's like shrieking and starts hunching and grunting as he walks towards the edge of the silhouette uh, screen just to be walking out normal uh, as if nothing just happened. I thought that was a, a just such a funny like visual gag 
uh, similar to, uh, I think, better done than when Austin Powers do kind of like, they, it does a similar gag a couple of times in those movies. Yeah. Um, I like that. I like him eating glass. Uh, and then when he goes to check his voicemail and there's zero messages and he's like, oh, let's check my outgoing. And it's like, if you dare utter a single syllable, I will gut you. Um, and like, I will, uh, what is it? Hunt you down yeah. like a fish yeah. and gut you alive or something like that. <laughs> it's just like, to me, this is the Grinch fully realized and contextualized. Uh, it, it is in some ways for me. Yeah. Not in terms of humor, but also I don't really consider the original Grinch to be a particularly like, funny. Yeah. Special. Yeah. So uh, that's, a, that's actually an interesting thought now that I kind of think about it. Mm-hmm. Like the original TV special, it, it has like cute, like silly moments. Yeah. But it's not really a comedy. It's just like your kind of classic animated Christmas story, you know? It's like a Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm-hmm. You know, you're good. You're you'll laugh a few times just because, by nature, it's that's just the story it's telling. Yeah. Whereas the Grinch 2000, it, it's a full blown like comedy. Yes. Yep. It, it goes all in on let's try to make people laugh here, um, and it's absurd humor. It isn't. Um, it isn't humor like it. And you said it's kind of like not twisted but like has like a darker sense of humor yeah um, but you have to buy in of the like to the Grinch's like self-deprecation and general uh, like nastiness and disdain for the world around him um and also like it has to come from a, a place of buy-in where um I know that they give you like a backstory about why he hates Christmas, but even before he hated Christmas, he was just, he's like just a, an unpleasant person, like an unpleasant creature. He's a twisted little kid. Yes. Yes. Um, like, and so I like the way that we are getting, that we get little glimpses through humor of like how the Grinch interacts with the world and how the world constantly kind of, uh spits Adam, but like deservingly so. Uh even like when he's yelling in his cave at, the, at his echo. Uh and he's like, uh you're you're an idiot. And then the self an idiot. Yeah, he says, I'm an idiot. And then the echo says back, you're an idiot. And then the Grinch is like, I'm gonna whisper. So by the time that my voice gets to the walls, it won't reverberate and come back to me. And I won't be able to hear anything at all. And then it just screams back, you're an idiot at him again. Uh, yeah, Ren, I have pure nostalgia. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I get it. I get it's that it's good. not that funny. It's good that you like it this much. And I yeah. have, like, no real emotions for it. Um, well, like, I, I, I respect it on yeah. a lot of levels. <laughs> so the thing that gives me the most enjoyment out of the film is definitely the aesthetic yeah. How like just perfectly well realized. It like it takes the book and the TV special, like the little world that Dr. Seuss created, mm-hmm. and just morphs it into something like actually digestible and very cohesive. Yeah. There's like a great blend of practical effect and CGI. Yeah. Well, half the time I can't even really like tell what's mm-hmm. practical and what's not. It's just 
everything is so wacky, but in, in like, if there's one thing the movie nails about Dr. Seuss, like, it, it, I think it fails the writing completely. Yeah. The sense of style is, it's perfectly Seussian. Mm-hmm. It really get, captures, like, the Foo Flanders, Wugomblets, and Kerflumbit of it all. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and, like, I think that that's all done through, um, like, through the different aspects of the Who Town that we do get to see. You um, see, like, a, I love seeing the, the uh, mail clerk office. Yeah, yeah. Like, the way the camera just kind of, like, weirdly tilts. Mm-hmm. Like, his ladder going back and forth. As he, yeah, he, like, is doing his own, like, choreography on it. And it's clearly not the most practical way to sort letters. But it's, like, it doesn't matter if it's the most practical. What matters is that, is this how Dr. Seuss would present it? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Uh, th- this is how he would present one sorting the mail. Yeah. Um, Red, did the Grinch need a backstory? Absolutely not. Yeah, like Baby Grinch. And I think the the worst thing about giving the Grinch a backstory in How to Train Your Grinch 2000 mm-hmm. is that it's like, it's emblematic of a much larger problem that we would see in movies like later and like currently, like how everything needs an origin story. Mm-hmm. Like, there's this need to, like, meticulously explain where yeah. everyone comes from and why these characters are this way. Like, did you finish Hawkeye? No, not yet. I've got, um, we actually watched the third episode last night. So now that it's done, we're going to watch the, the last three. Well, like, I'll, I'll say spoiler free. Like, yeah. the last episode of Hawkeye is what I wanted every episode of Hawkeye to be like. Cool. Yeah. Because, like, it's like Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, they get to the last episode. They get to the point where, like, oh, the team, like, they figured out the, the dynamic. Yeah. But then why didn't you just make that the whole show? Yeah. Like, that I was that the most interesting part is the dynamic between... Getting them. that team together. And, like, I, like um... Yeah. No, I agree with that. Because I'm just thinking, like, Guardians of the Galaxy doesn't super waste their time. Just as, like, an example of another team situation. Like, they don't super waste their time on the backstory of each and every one of the characters initially instead it's just kind of like we're presented and all of a sudden they're now all teamed up together in prison uh to to get out and then go on their journey uh so i totally get that like we don't need um the such like explicit in your face backstory and origin yeah the interesting <laughs> part of the grinch is that he's grinchy and he's steals christmas Mm -hmm. it's not that he was a weird baby who had a beard and by the way i I have a like a very specific tangent about the whole facial hair thing but like yeah yeah let's get into it so okay please do last week we were discussing the who designs right yes and how they're like their skin and like their clothing like blend together Mm -hmm. but how they also have whiskers on their faces yes like they like by design the who's are hairy. Yeah. Why is it that the Grinch, like everything else, is so authentic to the book stylistically? Why is this one thing completely changed? Like the Grinch is like hairy whiskers. There's something that all the who's had. Yeah, and they just took them out. Just they could, like, make I this don't like know. 
Grinchism. Yeah, the the low hanging fruit could have just been that he's green. Yeah, he's um, different. Like that's yeah. all it has to be. It doesn't. Have, you don't have to like add in the whole weird razor thing. Yeah, he's eight year old and he has a beard. Um, I could quote so much of this movie to you, Ren. A gift of a Christmas shave. Um, yeah, what a movie, Ren. So, uh, I'm right there with you, though. Like, uh, when it comes to Baby Grinch and growing up and, like, uh, what is it, like, teen, not, he's not even a teenager, like, elementary school Grinch. Yeah. It's, it's a, is awful. Um, it's, it's so clear. Yeah. And, like, I feel like a producer asked Ron Howard (laughs) to add in a Baby Grinch. Like, make sure you add the Baby Grinch so he can sell baby grinch dolls this christmas but so like because the takeaway from this is also not even just like the focus on the grinch but it's supposed to then explain their dynamic um between martha may huvier the mayor and the grinch that love triangle which should not exist um she thinks the grinch is hot because he's green like what <laughs> he's green yeah. like christmas and, and the- he's vain and we're led to believe the last time she saw him in person prior to the events of this movie were when they were children and he picked up a tree and threw it. Um, How, and, is, is it inappropriate to hold on to a crush to an eight-year-old into adulthood? Yes. Like, she doesn't even know the Grinch on, like, a mm-hmm. personal level. They're not friends. They didn't keep in touch. He's just this weird eight-year-old in her mind. But, I mean, kind of same thing for the Grinch, though. Like, he... I mean, maybe he's seen her, like, in his shenanigans around town, but, like, when... I, I, th- I think Grinch is keeping track, you know? He's, like, he's he's watched her mature from afar. He knows that, like, she's in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she day. she is the, the, like, best decorated house on the street. Um, she doesn't know that about him. Yeah, she has no way to know that about him. And then the mayor, um who when talking to Cindy Lou Who when being interviewed is like uh what does he say something about like how he stood up for him or like was an advocate for the Grinch or whatever um just to cut to like he was the main bully who kept making fun of his facial hair um the mayor the mayor is a character (laughs) he really (laughs) like changes how the Who's are depicted I think above all else like he makes them into just he changes them from like (laughs) People celebrating Christmas into rude, rude, rude yeah. people. So does he get a certain percentage of all sales made for Christmas? Yes. Is, is there, he has a financial um, interest in the success I'm, of Christmas commercially. I'm thinking it's an 80-20 split in his <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. Did you see that diamond? That's a three-tier diamond. Mm-hmm. Very impressive diamond ring and a car. Uh, except he didn't pay for the car. That's from the uh, the taxpayer's wallet. The, like what a what a perfectly Dr. Seuss joke. It's funny to me that uh, I, I I I wish Dr. Seuss was alive when this movie came oh, out. Oh, I. Um, he already didn't like the Chuck Dixon one. Yeah, he did a full one eighty. To uh, in his grave. What he would think about this one. Ooh. I'm surprised that um his estate let anyone touch any of his properties ever again well, after I this think movie. It was uh 
I'm pretty sure it was like the deadly trio of the Grinch, Cat in the Hat, and Horton Here's a Who that made <laughs> them stop letting uh, people adapt stuff until I think the Lorax. Yeah, that probably. Yeah, because they realized, okay, no one gets what he was trying to do here. Uh, and yeah. now uh, the Lorax sells pancakes at IHOP. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't learn any lessons. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's such an ironic point of this movie, right? Like the right. real world idea that you, like, as you said earlier, there was for sure a baby Grinch doll that existed and came out. There was a ton of Grinch merchandise. This was one of the highest grossing films of the 2000s. And it came out in 2000. Yep. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of irony there in the commercial success of this movie. It's, that's kind of like the double-edged sword of any, like, Christmas media at this point, though. Mm -hmm. Just, like, I, I think this movie is especially egregious about it. Because the original, I think, kind of gets away with it pretty well, just by keeping the stakes so low and keeping everything yeah. self-contained. But this one, it leans into whole the whole like materialism and the consumerism mm -hmm. of Christmas, and it's like the takeaway isn't even like oh it's bad, like it it kind of completely <laughs> admits that in favor of just like the Grinch's own character development. It doesn't want you. I feel like this this interpretation of the Grinch doesn't want you thinking about you know, the negative consumerist assets of Christmas. Mm -hmm. It wants you to, like, think about it, but, like, in the positive way, in, like, the, oh, look how much fun the Who's are having and all the beautiful gifts they have and just the sheer merchandise of it. And, like, Cindy Lou Who is meant to be the, uh, you know, voice of reason against that. But even mm -hmm. that gets kind of deafened as the movie goes on, and they don't really address it anymore after the uh, Where Are You Christmas song. <laughs> Well, so uh, so the, the Grinch does still get his, the same line that was in the original TV special yeah. of maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas perhaps means a little bit more. Um, but that's, I think, the the most that the movie does to kind of tackle the it like that the tack, the takeaway should be that anti-consumerism, because then we get uh, Cindy Lou, who is uh, on top of all the presents. Don't worry, he saves the presents and, and Cindy Lou Who, but also the presents, and then brings them back to Whoville, and then they all enjoy the stuff. Yeah, it's like one of those uh, plot points by convenience where the where like a, like a savvy, quote-unquote, savvy audience member would be like, oh no, but he had to save the presents to save her. Mm -hmm. but like a good scriptwriter would have made a scenario where he had to save her over the presents. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not given him, you know, you, you, you can't have a satisfying story where the main character just gets everything they want. See, but I guess, so if we're putting ourselves in the, the minds of the writers here, if the Grinch had shown up with Cindy Lou Who and said, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I did lose the presents, he would have been arrested or maybe pepper sprayed. Um, but as, that would have been the, the cop. time for Cindy Lou Who to give a passionate speech in his favor. Mm -hmm. He saved me. Ren, um, okay, so my question for you is, um, have you ever won an award and just assumed that there was going to be a check? I heard mention of a check. Yeah, the child, the child mentioned the check. <laughs> I think all awards should come with a check. 
you know, yeah. cash prizes, they mm-hmm. they are the most important thing about rewarding a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean, that's why people do it, right? Yeah. Not to be the best at things or to challenge one's own um, self or push oneself. It's, you know, the check, the check that is there. Uh, yeah, so we get, I really like when the Grinch comes down. Uh, after debating whether or not to go to the jubilation, comes down. He's named the cheermeister. Uh, I love the line of the chair of cheer. You didn't mention the chair of cheer. Um, I like that line a lot. And then I also really like um, that before he's put into the chair of cheer, uh, the mayor says, but first, a family reunion. Oh, yeah, his grandma. <laughs> Did you like this? Where he's the mayor says, you're old biddies. And they come out, and they're so happy to see him, to which the Grinch says, are you two still living? I, uh... It ma- it expected made me think them dead. Yeah, how old is this Grinch? He's supposed to be, like, 50. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. So, I don't know how old Who's are supposed to live, though, but I, I love... I just... So his reaction kills me. How long Who's are supposed to live? Actually, yeah, let's talk about it. Does their world end when the snowflake lands? Yes. Like, what, what, it, how, what's time for them? So, um, we could look at it in a couple of different like ways. One second for us in our world, a year for them. Yes. Like, so it could be that. Um, it could be more of a Groundhog Day scenario. So, once they fall, they, they reincarnate. Um, I was, or every snowflake is the same Grinch Day playing out until. They fall down and the world ends? Yes. Yeah, wow. I was thinking that. That's morbid. Yeah. So what happens on, like, the last day? What do, what do Grinch and... What do the Grinch and Cindy Lou Who do? Well, there's no... There is no, um... Do they not know? Is it... Do they, are they just going about their business and then suddenly it just ends? Saving Christmas. Yeah. And sometimes if it's snowing real heavy, so, like, the snow is, uh, you know, coming down and they're hitting the ground maybe a, a little bit faster or if there's a mountain... Um, so they like land sooner sometimes the world just ends like while the Grinch is mid saving presents or like mid stealing the presents what if one time you're rewatching the Grinch and that happens yeah it's just like sorry the snowflake hit the ground yeah uh there's a lot to think about about Whoville being on a snowflake in terms of just like the world of the Grinch are we to believe that perhaps um this is like a Grinch multiverse and the Grinch special that we watched last last week was just simply on another snowflake grinch no way home yeah well there are three different grinches just like how there are three different spider-men mm-hmm. let's uh, let's get the three grinches together yeah and see what what they can do see see what they can do to the cat in the hat um <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're gonna what is it the the grinch grinches the cat in the hat yeah is that what that special yeah. is the cat in the hat gets grinched yeah uh it just doesn't sound good. Like, we know what it means, but do we? He's, but, uh... It sounds malicious. It sounds very malicious. Uh, what else is worth mentioning in this special? Uh, not in the special, in this this movie. It's super long, isn't it? It's an hour and 45 minutes. It's way too long for what it should be. That is the... It is pretty long. Uh, yeah. Let's, uh, let's look at all the Grinch's awards. It was nominated for a couple of awards, actually. Okay. 
Yeah, what was it nominated for? Let me let me pull it up real quick. While you're doing that, um, I also wanted to uh, another one of my favorite lines. So as the the hubilation goes, um, burns down in fiery fiery glory uh, on at the hand of the Grinch. The Grinch gives a monologue uh, to the citizens of Who, and part of it he's talking about how you know all the presents that you get you know what happens the gifts the gifts the gifts they all end up um in the trash up in uh up to me and uh he gives this line he says uh mocking the who's i want a pony so i can ride it twice get bored and sell it to make glue it's just my favorite red that's your favorite I really like that line. I want a pony, so I can ride it twice, get bored, and sell it to make glue. Classic Grinch. Yeah, he's what Dr. Seuss intended. So uh, here are some of the Grinch's awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Grinch was nominated for three Academy Awards. Yes. Best Art Direction, Best Costume Design, and Best Makeup. It did not win any, correct? It won Best Makeup. Okay. I mean, it's... Jim Carrey, I feel, I feel like that's uh, it's important that they won that. So Jim yeah. Carrey's efforts were not in vain. It's really, really good makeup. Like, very good makeup. Uh, it was the the Grinch won favorite movie at the Kids Choice Award. Okay. It was also nominated for two Raspberries. Yeah. Worst remake or sequel and worst screenplay. Yeah, people were probably really upset that I mean previously the only iteration of the Grinch was just the the classic cartoon Grinch. Um, this kind of uh, took a big poop on it, to say it has, the least. It has a 49 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah, people don't love it. Um, I don't know. Should we remake The Grinch 2000? Not you and I, but like, should Hollywood remake The Grinch 2000? I think you and I should remake The Grinch 2000. Okay. Let's just okay. go for it. I mean, we can do it. Um, so I'm down to like write it and help produce it. I would like Timothy Chalamet to be our, our new Grinch. Timothy Chalamet as the Grinch? Yeah. Uh, okay, who are we thinking for Cindy Lou Who? Um, who's like... Um, Zendaya. No, I was thinking Zendaya. They just did Dune together, though, so I, I don't oh, feel like right. we can have the same, the same pairing. But if we uh, really green him up, you won't even tell. Yeah, that's true. We gotta go for that, uh best uh makeup or costume whatever it is and we can award. have like a dune reference in the movie because it's gonna be like the new star wars yes it could all be on a sand flake we could have uh that dude who does rocket raccoon be max <laughs> bradley cooper bradley cooper <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> okay yeah he does a good job as rocket raccoon we can so we get, can get uh... him in this we can get a Diablo Cody to write the script. Mm-hmm. Um, what about uh, who's the one who you just know? did uh, uh, who did uh, Shape of Water? That's and... Guillermo del Toro. I would be interested in him too. You want him to direct? No, I want him in it. Well, okay, he can be like the Grinch's dad. <laughs> yes, and because we gotta, we're gonna have to do a bit more backstory, so we have to introduce <laughs> the Grinch's dad who. Gave up the Grinch. He's a single father. He gave up the Grinch to live in Whoville because yeah. he was going off to war. Ooh, a, a Grinch war sequence. A, a war. Yeah. And the Grinch doesn't know if his father died at war or if he just abandoned him. So yes. That's like, that's like a best part of it, like his uh, emotional conflict. 
and why he hates Christmas. And because every Christmas in Whoville, everyone hugs their dad. Okay. Uh, so, what if and so what if Max the dog, Bradley Cooper? Yeah. What if uh, Max the dog is the last? Like that was the last gift that his dad gave him. And then, uh, uh, so I know it's confusing because we have uh, Guillermo del Toro playing the dad. Yeah. Acting as the dad, but I think he should uh, be voiced by Bradley Cooper as well. So that way, once the dog starts talking, it's like he thinks it's his dad. And so if the dad's voice is, it's like Detective Pikachu spoilers. Um, But like if the dad is in, uh, if the dad is in the dog, then that means the dog, the dad must be dead. But, um, it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. What yeah. if, mm-hmm. in our version of The Grinch, mm-hmm. when he starts stealing Christmas, yes, like he doesn't give it back. So, uh, unlike saving the gifts, he just takes it. Yeah, he takes them. Yeah, that's fine. And he he le- so he takes them. He leaves them in his lair. Yeah, he comes back. He, like we get the whole end of the movie like normal but he's like oh so i couldn't find the presents and the movie ends and he just stole everyone's gifts or like, everything well, else is normal so they know that he took it though so everyone's like a little bit like awkward in the ending yeah because i was thinking he could he could pin it all on cindy luhu and she could she could go to jail Should for his have, like, an ending sequence that like quickly shows cindy luhu's trial and then we fade to black, and it says, like, Cindy Lou Who will be, uh, what's it, like, uh, available for parole in 2022? Oh, so, like, uh, kind of like what Avengers do? Kind of like uh, what Marvel does, where it's, like, they'll be Cindy they'll be Lou back. Who will return. Yeah. Cindy, <laughs> Cindy Lou Who will be on parole. Cindy Lou Who uh, goes to war, parts four, five, and six. So, um... Okay, so it's determined you and I can make a better Grinch than Grinch yeah. 2000. Uh, Ren, I'm not looking forward to uh, Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch because I think that we've already been fully Grinched. I don't know how much more Grinched we can get. I fu- I'm fully expecting the Benedict Cumberbatch Grinch to be the absolute worst of the three. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's going to represent the Grinch the least like stylistically mm. message wise because it's made by a uh, pretty sure it's made by illumination yeah it is and yes. that like, uh, they're like they're, they're despicable me they're minions yeah they cast chris pratt as mario so and they're very much a uh let's merchandise as much as we humanly can mm-hmm. it's maybe it's like a game of grinch telephone where the makers of the uh the tv special that we previously watched they their only source material was the book and now this movie that we just watched grinch 2000 the only source material was the special they never read the book and so what if benedict cumberbatch their only source material is this live action jim carrey grinch so the next grinch will be based on the illumination animated movie correct yeah yep so they just continue to get it more and more wrong as it goes on uh but we'll see rent um anything else on grinch 2000 anything else on grinch 2000 yeah i like what would you rate it scale of one to ten i think give it a five five out of ten i like i don't really like the movie mm-hmm. but it does a lot of things technically very well and i respect 
just how well it manages <laughs> to emulate Dr. Seuss's style on a visual level, because that's a very difficult thing to do in live action, mm-hmm. like, let alone in, like, animation. Did you watch Squid Game? I haven't seen Squid Game, have you? I have. You like it? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, so, um... <laughs> it's like Saw, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like Saw. Uh, no, I, I liked it. It was pretty good. Um, there's, like, a, as the players in that, uh, in Squid Game go from, like, they're holding a room to wherever the game is taking place, they walk through this, like, web of stairs, this, like, room with, like, a bunch of stairs, and it's very reminiscent of Whoville, but you haven't seen it, so. But, like, do you think the Grinch could survive Squid Game? (laughs) Um... Maybe, <laughs> like the the honey the honey one where he licks. Yeah, he, he might. He might. Um, he'd probably cheat at most of them. I don't think he would make it far. Uh, past maybe tug of war or if anything, maybe the glass like the glass walkway. Do you think you and I could make it through Squid Game? No. How far do we make it? I wouldn't make it past tug of war. Unless I had a really good team. What if I said I believed in you? That d- wouldn't do it. You don't wouldn't do it. The only reason why the characters in the show make it past Tug of War is because they have plot armor. Bryce, please, I haven't seen Squid Game. Okay, all right, no spoilers then. Yeah, because people watch that show and they just assume that the main characters aren't going to make it. And Maybe they don't, Ryan, I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen Squid Game. Yeah, Golden Globe nominated. You were referencing uh, like elements of it. Well, here here's something interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pharrell Williams. Yes. The narrator for the Grinch 2018. Yeah, so that's promising. You know Pharrell Williams? Yeah, of, of Happy fame? He did the soundtrack for The Amazing Spider-Man 2, your favorite Spider-Man movie. He did, What? He was on the soundtrack. For the Amazing Spider-Man Two, with Hans Zimmer. Okay, like uh, he sung to a song on it. Uh, like he does like some of the chanting during the electro fight music. That's okay. That's too much for me right now, Ren. <laughs> you you love this movie. I'm just telling you stuff you. You're want telling to me tell. Pharrell Williams. Are we talking about the same Pharrell Williams? Yeah, Happy uh, Minions. Okay, yeah. And then also did some of the chanting for Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I can't. I don't know, dude. I really don't know. Um, would Electro versus the Grinch, how would that turn out? I, th- like, the Grinch looks that, look. Mm-hmm. he looks like he can resist Electro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think he can tank uh, Electro's hits. Um, Okay, another, sorry, another question. Next time that we do a, um, a brand steal, that we do a survivor simulation, uh, where does the cast of Succession and the Grinch fall into everything? I, I think our next, our next survivor should be the cast of Ned's versus the cast of Succession plus the Grinch on their side. <laughs> so the Roy's and the Grinch. I feel like the the Grinch would have some allies, no? Like Cindy Lou Who, maybe uh, uh, like Jason Dolly, or no, like maybe just Mitchell Musso. Um, like I don't know. It could be like the like the Bryson Wren Misfits versus the cast of Neds, uh, yeah, and like then because I 
we were kind of building up to all stars, but I think all stars will have to be in the uh the final season. Yeah. Of Neds. And then that way we can uh yeah, we'll need to do a survivor season at the end of season two, which by the way we'll get to in like a year at this point. <laughs> I was thinking today, how funny would it be if we just never made it to like the end of season two of Neds or just like how it it's gonna take us so long. It's gonna take us so long, Ren. Well, the New Year's Netathon is like four episodes at once. It will. Yeah, it will do four episodes. And maybe that will feel really good. And that might be the new way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just four episodes of Neds all at the same time. All right. Um, I won't keep folks any longer. Um, <laughs> say that like we're in a meeting. I'm not gonna keep you any longer. All right, everyone. Thanks for being here. Uh mm-hmm. Play hard, work harder. Let's that's, go burn some dollars. Yeah, that's from the Grinch. That said is that. the Grinch is yelling at Max about his quarterly numbers. <laughs> the charts, Max, the charts. Mm-hmm. Roger Ebert gave the film two out of four stars, referring to it as a dark, eerie, weird movie about a sour creature. <laughs> and said there should be a jollier production design and a brighter look overall. It's just fun. I would be honored if someone said that about me. I'd be honored. Ebert observed that Carrie works as hard as an actor has ever worked in a movie to small avail. That one one stings. That's a punch. Um. It's kind of true. Oh, it totally he's, is. He's busting his ass, ass <laughs> off in, like, what would be a career performance in, really, any other film, but it's bogged down by just everything else in The Grinch. The Grinch of it all. Man. Yeah, I heard that, uh, like, he did his, like, um, he got really into it. He was, like, mailing onions to people on set. Um, at one point, he took a couple of the interns and had them smash their heads ba- uh, in a tambourines uh, attached to a giant monkey. So, yeah, he was very brutal on the set. Let me paint a hypothetical for you. Okay. You're, it's like a, it's like a 1 a.m. You're walking down the street in Danvers. You can't sleep, okay? Okay. You look uh, across the street. Mm-hmm. There's Jim Carrey full Grinch costume no. running right at you. No. You got like two seconds to decide, am I going to stay here? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to fight Jim Carrey Grinch? Yeah, so fight, fight. I'm as fast as I can. You're asking me would I fight, flight, or freeze? Yeah. Um, I would probably freeze and get beaten up by Jim Carrey Grinch. He's a, he's a tall guy. He's tall. He's hairy. He is pretty naked for most of the movie. Yeah, I don't well. like, I really don't like that uh the Grinch is canonically nude. Yeah. Like, it, it, he, he chooses not to wear clothes. Like in society, they ask of him to wear clothes. Yes. So it just it, it's just another detail that I I I don't think Dr. Seuss would have approved of. <laughs> <laughs> because like uh in the special, it's kind of hinted at like his he has like uh he, he has shoes, he has green shoes, because some say that his shoes are too tight. 
Yeah. Um, whether they're like real shoes or like skin sack shoes, I'm not sure. But he at least has those on his feet. And then in this case, I don't know. I didn't look too closely at his feet, but I don't know. I didn't see about any him. Skin sacks around his ankles. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of? Because if he were, he'd be wearing like uh, like Jordans or something like that. If he was wearing shoes in this, right? Yeah, he would. He'd be wearing something like a uh, something marketable, like get yeah. your new uh, Grinch Force Ones. Yeah, your Gr- Grinch New Balance uh, shoes. Puke green. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, he threw up so much in this movie. It's a. Uh, it's vomits, got a little bit of gross humor. Yeah, he vomits like seven times. Uh, <laughs> And then he like Harry was just really ill from <laughs> makeup, the fumes. You can hear him mumbling the fumes as he pukes. When he takes the mistletoe and he like hangs it over his like his butt and like wags it at everyone in the audience, that bothers me. You don't want people to kiss his butt under the mistletoe. No, and he does the like Have sound. you ever experienced a mistletoe in real life? I've, I've, um, I think I've ever seen one. Like, so cartoons made it seem like it would be a much more prevalent thing in my adult life. Yeah, I don't know. There may have been like a point with like my high school girlfriend. I was like, "Oh, look, we're under under mistletoe," and she was like, "Uh, no." The thing from Grinch, the movie you like? No, mistletoe. What are you talking about? What? The thing from Grinch. What about the mistletoe? I'm- Bryce, in this scenario, I am pretending to be your girlfriend quoting at you about the mistletoe <laughs> by referencing the Grinch, the okay. film you love. Excuse me for not realizing that you were directly putting yourself in the role of my high school girlfriend in this scenario. Like, what? Come on, it's classic bit. Oh my gosh. I am bothered. Um, Ren, I spent um i have created a strategy pirate board game what (laughs) what what do you mean i wrote uh 10 pages of rules and mechanics that all work with each other and i'm making a board game is this gonna go on kickstarter i don't think it can i don't have it in me uh well pi- yeah pirates are you know they're not fair use they're like copyrighted so when what am i gonna get to play your pirate board game i don't know like when it's um and do you, do you feel like it's in a good spot dude no it's probably pretty broken do you have tokens you need pieces so um i gotta get some pieces okay so do you have like a board is there a map i gotta make that but I made the rules. The rules are like 10 pages long. Is the game going to have dice? There's some dice, yeah. Is the game going to have cards? Yeah, there's a lot of dice and a lot of cards. Is there like a negotiation phase? No. Why? I thought about it. I thought about adding some kind of trading or bartering system, but there's no reason why you would want to or have any purpose to trade or barter. Can you fight people? Yes. Okay. Yes, you could sink other ships. Can you team up with someone? Uh, I also thought about, I mean, not in a mechanic way. You can be like, hey, we're like, I'll work with you to take this person out. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I thought about it. I thought about 
uh, something that is like more mechanic based. But I was like, this is too complex. Is so. there a currency system? Yeah. Can I buy houses like Monopoly? No, you're a pirate. Pirates yeah, don't need to buy a house. They live on their ships. I think you should make it like Monopoly, but instead of like buying okay. houses, Ren, you, you buy ships. Okay, just play Monopoly. Pirate, you can call it Pirate Monopoly. That's uh, that I would definitely get in trouble for. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. they'll think it's funny because like you're pirating the idea, so it'll be like that's meta. true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that'll show Mr. Monopoly. That'll hold up in court. It's like the dumb Starbucks parody case. Yeah. Yeah, do you watch uh, that show that he uh, that he produces, How To with John Wilson? No, I don't. Okay. Is it good? Do you like it? Uh, I'm not going to, like, recommend it. Oh, you don't recommend it? Like, it's good, but I'm not going to recommend it. I, I wouldn't say go out of your way to watch it. It's no Nathan for you. It's no Nathan for you. Okay, if, if like, you're okay. looking for something to do, then. put it on. But All right, everyone. Thank <laughs> you so much for listening. Uh, I hope that you all have a happy holiday. This is going to be the last time that you hear from us until um, after Christmas. So for those of you who celebrate, Merry Christmas. For those of you who don't, um, happy holidays and happy break time. Right? Uh, and otherwise, Ren, uh, I hope you have a happy holiday as well. I hope you have a ho- happy holiday too, Bryce. Yeah. And, uh, to our audience at home, I hope you make the most of the time you have before the flakes falls. <laughs> Take care, everyone. Bye. Good night, everyone. For good. <laughs> Thank you.